Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. It is the first episode of 2021. Thank you all for being so patient on waiting for the next episode to release. I've been super excited to get some stuff figured out on my end to be rolling again. And today, here we are. I can now do that. So did a little bit of an upgrade on some of my electronics. Um, I still am using a condensing dynamic mic. Um, I'm also still using the same audio interface that I did in the previous year. And really the biggest change has been my editing and upload software, as well as I've moved to a MacBook rather than working with the standard Windows. So it's very new to me, but I'm super excited. I've had a lot of fun the past few days messing around with all the new editing programs and just figuring out the best way I can possibly bring you guys the best content that I know how to create. So I also wanted to make quick note that um, there have been an awesome amount of orders throughout the break and the early season of 2021 for some OOP swag from the website, OntarioOutdoorPursuit.com. Well, since COVID has really hit, I am experiencing a lot of shipping issues and also some issues trying to gather some of your orders. So unfortunately, at this current time, I have closed that down for um, until I've really figured out the shipping on my end. And once we kind of get back to the norm, which I do believe will happen, we will be in full swing and I will have that stuff available for you. If you want to send me a DM and you really do want something, I will send you a link that will allow you to browse through some of the products that I am offering and still be able to purchase something. And in the meantime, I do still have toques available. We've been seeing some crazy weather this week for like minus 15. I think this morning my truck said minus 17. So if you're interested in keeping your noggin warm, that's probably the best bet is to buy an OOP podcast hat, support the podcast, and wear a really cool hat. You buy a hat, you're also going to get an OOP sticker with that. So you might as well share share that with your friends. And I got a few left of the tan and a few left of the army green. So that is pretty well everything news flash wise that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention. And in this episode, it's going to be What I always like to do every year is a 2020 recap. So without further ado, let's jump right in. 2020 kicked off not the same way as I am right now. Um, This year, I've got a lot more into the coyote hunting, and I'll get to that in a later podcast. But 2020 really just kicked off for me with turkey season. Turkey season was awesome for 2020. Um, I was able to get out with the shotgun first. I wanted to get that down and I wanted to be able to have some turkey meat in the freezer. Well, I did do just that and I got successful on the first hunt that I went out. So I do believe that our season had opened on the Monday or Tuesday and I got out on the Saturday and was lucky enough to 
get my first turkey with a shotgun. It was a great bird. It was 11-inch beard with an inch and a quarter spur on one side, an inch and an eighth on the other. Came right in. It was textbook. It was raining. And this is one of those times, you know, I'm not going to get into my turkey talk that I like to do, but the rain is your friend when it comes to turkey hunting. You know, in previous years, I haven't, uh, you know, I'd, I'd much rather be laying in bed. But when it comes to the rain in turkeys, it's something about the rain that flocks those birds right out into the field. Generally, I find them to be a little bit less vocal, but I also find them to be still responsive to my calls and still really want to get to my decoys, see what my setup's about. And that seems to throw out a a lot of action. So that morning in particular, I had seen four birds and was able to make a perfect shot on what I thought was the bigger of the two that were there as far as toms go and I sealed the deal Um, and then we went to a week later for the archery and I said you know this year for sure I want to get one Um, I did pick up a new bow from Antler River I got the bow tech and I was like okay I really got to get this thing sighted in stat and was able to do so just in time for finishing my arrows and getting out to harvest a bird with that brand new bow. So super exciting turkey season for 2020. I've got a, definitely a lot to live up to for this year. Um, I might try the approach a little bit different as far as using my bow first and maybe the shotgun second. I haven't totally decided, but my theory behind that is the less pressure. Um, the bow hunting obviously is a little bit more of a struggle and I think with the, a little bit less pressure going into what could be the harder hunt for me, um, I think that is wise. So if you've got any tips on that or you want to hear more about that, feel free to shoot me a DM. Either way, I'm going to be turkey hunting. And so after I got lucky with the bow for turkey, finished off an incredible season, Um, I did not make it up for a spring bear. And actually last year I was kind of worried that during the spring, I wasn't even going to get out for a spring bear hunt. And this is something I've loved to do for a long time. Um, I actually, my grandfather had had a property up on Lake Nipissing and it was just incredible to be there. We had always seen bears as kids. And, you know, once I had kind of got a little bit older, started hunting bears had kind of become one of my favorite game animals to chase after and even though you know for the most parts um sitting at the the bait site was kind of the way to hunt on that property um you know that's not to say i didn't see them in the field i mean i I was on the wheeler one time with my wife and we were cruising along i had seen three or four bears i think it was and she's like let's just keep going let's not go near them and I, I gunned it full speed ahead for these things. I was just so fascinated. Like I wanted to be closer and you know, that, that was awesome. You know, looking back, I really wish I had been in hunting then. And, um, you know, I had maybe made a stock because that would have been something I never would have forgotten, but needless to say, I was worried and, you know, towards the end of the season in the fall, I was able to tag along with the heathen outdoors and make that happen. But since the spring bear didn't happen, I totally got crazy overfishing this year. And I mean, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit has never been just strictly about hunting. And I want to emphasize that because 
there's so much to the outdoors. And when I started, when we started this, me and Marcello, we both kind of thought, you know what, like it's all about camping. It's all about, you know, fishing, hunting, just shooting your bow. You don't even have to hunt. You just shoot your bow, being outdoors, loving the outdoor life. And that's what I want to stay about. So I was introduced to salmon fishing this year. Nothing like I had ever experienced before. You know, I had been dragging spoons for some walleye and rainbows in years past. But, I mean, salmon took off this year. Like, if you've never been out on a boat where you get to hear a line scream for, like, 200 yards, 300 yards, man, I'm telling you, you got to try out salmon fishing. Lake Ontario was incredible for it. It was the only place that I, I got to dabble in it this year, but every trip was just great and since that took off um you know i'd become a little more proactive in using my boat understanding how to fish you know accordingly to each species um talking with a lot of people reading lots of forums and my walleye season was kind of the same way like really from you know the the tail end of spring by time i got my ass in gear we had really got rocking me and my brother and we were on we were on walleyes like crazy and i did make a, a small adjustment to my electronics then as well and that played a huge role in you know coming home successful you know we'd go out and catch a couple walleyes a rainbow here and there come home with a handful of fish but once we had changed up our electronics learned how to navigate more properly and you know understand the waters the, the the right way that the the current flows you know different temperature days still paying attention to my moon phases even all those things added up and you know when if anyone that knows me knows when i get into something like i, I definitely don't go in it at 80 percent. i am 100 percent, and you know i guess some people could call that fad or fav whatever you're calling that these days where you get into something and then you kind of die out of it well for me i just don't die out of it i get into it and it's kind of like i maybe i slow it down a little bit but i am straight-minded and so invested into something for you know until i have it down and i i guess i can appreciate that about myself to toot my own horn is because I, I, you know, I do learn a lot of knowledge. I kind of get in contact with the right people. I involve myself in the right environments, you know, the places that I want to be, do the things that I want to do. And that leads me to be being successful. That doesn't mean bringing something home all the time, be hunting or fishing, but you know, I come home with more knowledge and meeting some of the people I have this year for fishing has been incredible. Thank you to those people who, you know, you guys all know who you are on Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, you know, people in the surrounding area. Guys down at Port Glasgow, you know, I've talked to a lot of people this year. They have really helped me out. But salmon season was awesome. Trev got me on my first salmon. I think it was a 17-and-a-half-pound salmon-ish, somewhere in there. And it was just, it was just so much fun. I, I totally can't wait to, you know, hopefully get lucky on turkeys and end turkey season on a good note to really jive right into salmon season like I did last year, because it was a lot of fun. And my walleye season is going to be the same this year. I'm, I'm fully prepared. I don't even have that, 
you know, kind of a little bit of wait time where I was learning so much and upgrading things and having the right equipment. I don't, don't have to do that this year. You know, I, I made my investments and I'm fully ready to rock. Like I even dusted off the Lowrance here the other day and just looking at it, getting ready to play with this thing. I have to have some sort of device in my house where I can start really playing with it and understanding all the functions again because I just get so invested into everything else that I kind of forget some some things some days but yeah fishing season was just such a blast this year and I mean given these cold temperatures that we're having the minus 15 I'm so ready for summer and pretty sure everyone else would be too so wet my whistle there and after kind of fishing season slowed down um you know everyone that followed along obviously seen i I did a lot with heathen outdoors and um that was for no rhyme or reason um it was just a great connection those guys are about the same thing that ontario outdoor pursuit is about and you know we totally jived right right off the get-go all the camaraderie it was so much fun um you know really getting behind the camera lots more and kind of just everyone brought so much different to the table and yeah thanks to those guys for doing that because you know we've we've all progressed in in so many ways even just in the small time that we've known each other and uh, I certainly wouldn't have that any other way so we, we had linked up and you know we had said you know, maybe, maybe we could get together for a bear hunt. And I said, man, that would be awesome because I didn't get to do my spring bear hunt that I generally do every year. And, you know, chasing after Northern Ontario black bears is just so much fun. So with, with the knowledge that Trev has had and many, many years of experience through bear hunting, um, and the, the short years that I have as well, we both just put that together and, you know, Chris brought the muscles and we'd got out there, got it done. We had baited ourselves. We ran four bait sites and it was just, it was awesome. We, you know, we had done everything from mapping out, sitting down over, you know, some burgers and beers and really, you know, putting a camp together, everyone putting their heads together. How are we going to get this done? And we, we'd spent separate weekends going up there just to bait specifically. And there was just so much involved. It was it was a lot of fun to kind of bring all that together, work as a team, you know, kind of something something you'd do as playing hockey or whatever it was as a kid, always always doing the team sports, you know, you kind of lose a little bit of that, you know, once you get a little bit older as life goes on, you know, a lot of things change. So, you know, I kind of felt like back when I was a kid when you could bring a team together, everyone works together. So that was, that was a cool feeling. And you know, we weren't successful on that hunt, but we did, we did sea bears. Um, we had wolves very close to us on a couple of the nights that we were on, on the hunt weekend. And it, it was just an all round great experience to, you know, be up there, see what everyone brought to the table. Uh, Claire at wild taxidermy, she came along and, uh, you know, was able to provide us with some, some extra horsepower to get things done, which was awesome. Thank you to her. And I'm totally ready for it this year. So um, definitely check a look, take a look at 
the content from Heathen Outdoors on Debate Weekend. And, you know, scroll back through the Instagram. Find the posts. We met some cool people out there. We did some camping. And we cooked delicious meals. And we just, we did what we loved doing. We sat up in those trees and we hiked around and laughed and had some hardships for sure. Uh, Obviously, Trev dropped his bow one day. And that was that was a no good incident. Nobody ever wants to have that happen, especially on the weekend that you're really targeting the species. I mean, you know, we were there. We kind of had backup in mind, you know, in case something like that did happen. So he was still able to get back out with, uh, I believe he took a 30-30 with him. And, uh, you know, that night after he, he had made a shot on a bear and unfortunately didn't recover it. Uh, given given it being last light and maybe a little bit rushed, you know, those things happen and, you know, that ate, that ate him apart and he totally went right back to the drawing board, tried to figure things out and he certainly did redeem himself in deer season, that's for sure. So we, we got through bear season. It was a blast. I was just happy to be up there chasing bears and, I mean, the content of the bears that we got was just so cool. So that was... That was actually probably my highlight of 2020 was being able to get up there and still chase those things. So once we finished that up, um, I actually didn't even apply for the moose tag this year only because I forgot. I dropped the ball twice in 2020. So I dropped the ball because I didn't apply for moose season. And I dropped the ball because I messed up my controlled deer tag, which I went on like a hiatus of gun hunting and just only archery hunting like I had something to prove and um that wasn't the case like definitely kicking myself being like what were you thinking the past two years so deer season was was awesome I mean I'd obviously it's it's whitetail season so you have highs and you have lows how low are the lows I mean at the beginning of the season for me they were a little bit low. I did make a shot on a buck that I wasn't able to recover. Got after for quite a few. Uh, I think we ran out to 640 yards where we trailed blood. Right at the 600-yard mark was when it really started to dwindle. It was like, okay, I need to come up with plan B. So I was able to get some dogs out and you know see what we could do about tracking more blood. And that still, we we'd lost blood. There wasn't really... A whole lot of scent there's so much action at this specific property where i was hunting that the dogs just weren't totally picking up on where that scent had traveled to so um you know kind of back to when i screwed up my controlled tag this property that i bow hunted on um, has been new to me for the past two years i think we're going on year three this year perhaps year four and um you know, I've been bow hunting it for all that time that I just, I haven't, you know, my tags, it's been a generalized tag where it hasn't been put down into subsections of A, B, C, or D. So this property I didn't put in for, I mean, the, the line was cutting it down the road. So I, you know, I done what I should and what I believe everyone should do is I called the MNR and I said, Hey, like, I think I'm on the line here, but I'm not sure. 
this was the Monday, you know, I'm really digging into it. Cause I'm like, you know, something just, I, I just don't feel right about it. And you know, they had explained to me that, no, it looks like that you may be on the wrong side of the road. Well, shoot. So, you know, previous to that, that week, uh, it was an excellent bow hunting week. I had seen some awesome deer and some deer that I was more than willing to harvest, you know, had in the opportunity arised from the bow week. But since I screwed up that tag, I was forced to only hunt on crown land. And while I made the best of it, it was, it was a lot of work, you know, I had to definitely map out the given areas where I could go, you know, what winds are going to work. I haven't scouted these bushes and I'm definitely not going to start marching through the bush right now to find something. So, you know, I went out on my first, my first muzzleloader hunt and, you know, there's, there's three other people there hunting the same property, but it's crown land. So it is what it is. Um, you know, you, you can kind of play that card if you want. Of I was here first or, you know, he was here first or she was here first, but I don't really know. Like I don't, I guess I'm looking for some insight on that. What everyone else's thoughts would be because I mean, it, it didn't really bother me. I can, I can hunt with someone else. Maybe they don't have the same hunting tactics or they don't, you know, clean their clothes or keep them in a, you know, an airtight bag full of pine cones and, you know, cedar, cedar limb splits or whatever. But I mean, we're all, we're all after the same thing. If you can all respect each other, then I believe we can all hunt together. So, you know, nothing, nothing occurred that, that day went out the next day to another spot. And lo and behold, I got one of my, uh, got a muzzleloader buck and it was great. It was, uh, I didn't actually get a deer in 2019. So it was nice to harvest something, fill the freezers again and something that I'll have shortly here on the wall to, you know, kind of reminisce and really remind me don't for that. That's what that reminder is going to be. I got to come up with a name for him. It's going to be a reminder to not screw up your tag. So it'll be really cool. Josh at true life is going to have that fixed up real good for me. I know it. He's done some awesome work for me in the past and can't wait, buddy. Can't wait to see that thing done. So that, that kind of got me through the muzzleloader season and, you know, really lifted my spirits after not being able to recover the buck I arrowed earlier on in the season. And, um, you know, we, we carried on through November. November was sweet as always. Some of the most mature bucks I've ever seen, the most bucks I've ever seen. Um, definitely card swaps going through trail cameras like crazy. It was, it was just a lot of fun. And, you know, we get down to the second, third week of December and I was actually off of work. So I was able to go out and still, you know, still really focus on the winds and really focus on travel corridors and, uh, was able to see the buck that I had arrowed early on in the season. So I don't know how many times that happens to anyone else, but I mean, I don't think it, I don't think it happens too many times. And if I really should have bought a, a lotto ticket maybe because I, I feel that that's pretty lucky. This buck came walking by pretty early on in the evening, had a probably an eight inch cyst on his uh, right side, which of which actually would have been the exit side um, when I first arrowed him earlier on in the season. And it was just an infection. I'd, I'd called my wife and I'd said like, you know, this is what it's doing. You know, how, you know, how do I, 
treat this? How do I, um, how do I get around it? How do I skin it? You know, what is the proper protocol? And she had just said, you know, you know, describing the details and it was just, and it was an infectious wound. It was, it was something that I had done and unfortunately not what I wanted to, of course, but I was able to finish the deal later on in the season. And that just showed me the true strength of them and what I need to do to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So it was, uh, you know, and that, and that really did come with its own drawbacks too. that evening. Um, myself and Trevor from heathen outdoors didn't recover that buck again. We were actually right on his tail and we do believe that we had bumped him. The shot was a little back than I wanted it to be. And we, I found him the next morning when I was like, you know, I just, I got, we'd looked for hours that night. So when I went back, I was like, you know, I, I know this deer, it's, it's gotta be here somewhere. And, uh, lo and behold, it wasn't 15 yards. And I mean, maybe 15 feet at best away from where we had finished. I could see my boot marks where I had turned around. So perhaps we did bump him and he walked around, came back to that spot, but he landed in his bed and I had found him just perched. So, so great there. And, um, I was excited. I was excited that, you know, all those emotions had come to an end and, you know, that I was kind of going to end that season that way. It was rewarding. It was all kinds of emotions. Like I, I, I don't really even have the words to describe it just because of what it brings. If you chase whitetails and you've had something like that happen, you certainly know what I'm trying to get out, but it's, it's whitetail hunting and it has really brought me back to the drawing board. It was just, I would say 2020 was the year of so much learning for me and I've been doing this for eight years, nine years now, and it's been incredible. And I've learned every year, every month that I, you know, from when I started to now, and I still don't know a lot. There's so much to know. And, you know, there, there's a lot of people you can talk to, a lot of things you can read, a lot of videos to watch but that's awesome. That's all part of it. And I'm definitely going to take the things that didn't work for me as always into this coming year and making 2021 the best year I can possibly have. So, you know, I have something really to try and even max out in 2022. So 2020 was awesome for me. Um, it was just, it, it, meeting so many new people is probably one of my favorite things. And to thank all of you guys is certainly an understatement for following along because it has really opened up a lot of doors and, you know, taking me down so many avenues uh, to really meeting all these people that, you know, have been able to teach me something new, show me something new, uh, you know, chirp over some new products that, that I do like or don't like. And I can't wait for that again this year. So I, I thank you guys all for, for really following along on Instagram and continue to do so. You know, I try to find that happy medium balance of balancing life and hunting and really hunting doesn't just stop at, you know, whitetail season for me, or it doesn't stop right after fishing season. It's just, it, it does carry over one season to another. There's, there's prep and you know now that whitetail finished on for me december 15th 
well, now I'm into coyote season. Uh, this is just something I wish I had been doing for years, you know, years before this. The management, the what this is going to do for my my deer hunting properties, and you know, meeting meeting with the guys, having coffees in the morning with some Baileys, and getting after some dogs. It's it's been so much fun. So already for 2021, I am I have kicked this year off just excellent. If this is how the rest of my year is going to go, man, I am definitely counting my blessings because this this year is looking up for me. And uh, I hope that you guys will all follow along again in 2021. And if you want to talk about your story or share something with me specifically, please feel free to do so. You can find me on Instagram at Ontario Outdoor Pursuit or on Facebook as well. And, you know, I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And that's 2020 in a recap. Like I said, I can't wait for 2021. And, you know, I'll be following along on you guys and seeing how your seasons go. So wish everyone the best. I hope you all can wish me some luck as well. And we will see you guys next week on episode number two in 2021.